Now you can get even more from the Kurt Angle Show over at adfreeshows.com. Oh, it's true. Enjoy the entire Kurt Angle Show library with no ads, plus catch brand new episodes each week before anyone else does, starting at just 9 bucks. That definitely doesn't suck. What else doesn't suck? Interactive experiences that you can take part in with me. You get to jump on and ask me questions during our gold medal Q&A events. And if you joined us for Top Guy Weekend, we got to hang out together in Chicago. Ad-Free Shows also has tons of bonus episodes, including my recent Top 10 Dream Opponents list and watching back the night I kissed Stephanie McMahon. It is truly the gold standard in wrestling content. Get the Kurt Angle Show and all of Conrad's podcasts early, ad-free, and on video for as low as $9 a month. That's just 30 cents an episode. Head over to adfreeshows.com right now to sign up. Hey, y'all, it's Rebel with AEW. And when I'm not with the doctor helping her dominate the women's division, you can find me on adfreeshows.com every other Sunday, hosting my personal happy hour, Rebel's Happy Hour. And I would love for you to join me. It's an hour long of drinking, laughing, a little Q&A, maybe some guest surprises, and just chatting about whatever's on your mind. I promise it's a good time. And yes, it is all face-to-face. So do it now. Do it today. Sign up at adfreeshows.com and become a top guy. And tell them Rebel sent you. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. Christmas is finally behind us, but are you dreading those credit card bills headed your way? Well, here's a pro tip. Don't get stuck making minimum payments in the new year. Savewithconrad.com can help you get rid of your credit card debt just like that. Oh, and we're going to get you the best deal on a mortgage you've ever had. But how's this for starters? No payments until March. You don't need money out of your pocket or perfect credit. So find out how much money you can save for free right now at savewithconrad.com. Will he want to go? We are broadcasting from the Blue Chew Studios. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code ANGLE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. Hey, this is Kurt Angle, and welcome to the Kurt Angle Show. On the show today, we're joined by one of my top five opponents I never had the chance to face. But first, let me introduce to you my co-host, Paul Bromwell. How you doing today, Paul? Kurt, I couldn't be any better. I get to do a show with you, and we have another exciting guest here today, man. So I'm pumped up, dude. That's right. We're joined by the Redeemer, Miro. Miro, how you doing today? Going on, Kurt. Thank you very much for having me. I love you. You know that. Kurt Angle Show, man. I've been a fan of yours since you started. (laughs) Oh, I've been a fan of yours ever since you started. (laughs) Oh, you know what? That's my first question, then. You're from Bulgaria. Everybody knows that. But did you discover wrestling when you moved to the United States or were you a fan the whole time? No, I was, uh, I think it was about six or seven years old when I saw a uh, first time I saw a tape of Hulkamania mm. and that's where my first introduction was to professional wrestling. And ever since it was just a wild hunt across my town to find more tapes, to watch wrestling. And, uh, that's how I first got introduced. So it wasn't aired on TV, was it? 
No, no. We, we barely had color TVs at the time. <laughs> and I uh, had to find like VHS tapes, which were very difficult to find. Right. And then eventually the cable TV came, 96 or whatever. We started watching the Attitude Era and WCW, and it was a smooth sailing from then. <laughs> yeah, you became a loyal fan then, huh? Yeah. So, Mira, I got to ask, you mentioned Hulkamania and trying to chase down the tapes. Was there one, you know, a lot of people talk about WrestleMania 3, Hogan, Andre. Do you remember the first big match you remember seeing with Hulk? I vividly remember the Hulkamania tape, uh, Sergeant Slaughter having the uh, the clutch. And I feel like they stayed there. I think the show went off air, I think, while him having a commercial. And it seems like Sarge had him there for like 10 minutes. And, uh, you know, and this is Hulk Hogan. We've never seen this before. And I remember just it just like imprinted in my mind how he was so bad. He was so bad. And and later on, when I started wrestling and all that, I was always wondering, why can't we do this now? Why can't we have the bad guy and the beat up the good guy and go on top for a little bit? You know, we, we never go this. We, not, we never do this anymore. Yeah, no, absolutely right. I love to hear when we get to have folks on, especially, you know, guys that are in the business now, what was your first memory of, of wrestling? Who you're a fan of? What was that first match? And uh, definitely remember the Sergeant Slaughter, the big heel turn. And uh, he was Mr. USA all the way until he had that big heel turn. But I, I also want to ask you a little bit about your past experience as both a power lifter and Sambo artist. What can you tell mm -hmm. us about that? <sighs> Well, I just grew up, uh, grew up loving sports. Um, like I grew up, I think this is another memory that it came into my mind. My mom took me to a doctor. The doctor said, you know, because I was getting sick very often. And the doctor said, you know, just sign him up for some sports. You know, this is going to, you know, make him stronger. And that's exactly what happened. I don't know. Then I started doing judo. Then, you know, I saw wrestling on TV. So I, I told my mom to take me to a, a wrestling school. So she, she took me to, a, you know, amateur wrestling, which yeah. is like 10 minutes away from my house because we have amateur wrestling everywhere in Bulgaria. And I went in the, in the, in the building. I was like, there's no ropes. There's no ring. What is this place? <laughs> the real wrestling. Real wrestling. This is, you know, Kurt's love. But it was not my love. I tried... I don't know, they beat me up really bad for a little bit. And I was too young, so I quit on that. And then I started judo. I did Muay Thai a lot. Um, I did all kinds of combat sport, karate. Then eventually fell in love with basketball, um, rowing, because my mom was a rower. I tried wrestling again because, you know, I was not discovered, but this coach came and he's like, you're a huge kid and not everybody, not, not many kids are grown like you anymore. So he tried to take me under his wing, but... You know, Kurt, when something is not yours, when you don't love it, it doesn't matter how much somebody believes in you. You just don't care about it. But it doesn't matter because I jumped from sport to sport to sport. But then I got to utilize all this now in the ring. I got my hops from basketball, my endurance from rest, from uh, from rowing. I got the judo and all the kind of background stuff and throwing and kicking. So I was so blessed that I got to do all these sports and now I get to utilize it. And they all worked and did a one for professional wrestling, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, yeah. And that's what the beautiful thing about professional wrestling is. You can have a, any kind of background and you can utilize it and use it in the sport. You're absolutely right, man. You trained under Gangrel Rikishi, two of my fellow Attitude Era stars in California. What was your training like? And I love them both. I still do. Um, I started with Rick Drazen, which not many people know, who is a 
who used to be a bodybuilder back in the day, amateur wrestler, a, a movie star. He trained with Arnold back in the day and all that. So I started with him in a back in, you know, something like a background. What is this backyard wrestling? He had a 14 by 14 ring in California, 105 degrees in the summer outside. Holy crap. Full cover on top of that. So, you know, that if you put your hands or something, you're burning alive. But I spent about six months there and Reno and Rakisha were coming in kind of because they knew only the help training. And then I felt like, which I advise many kids who are watching, listening, whatever it is. I feel like I reached the ceiling. Like I love Rick Drace. I love my trainer, but I felt like I reached the ceiling that I'm not learning anything anymore. So, and then Reno, uh, who was Reno and why he's in Anwai family, who is, you know, Rodney and everybody like Yoko cousin, Kishi and Gangrel opening school just down the street. And I said, right away, I moved in and uh, I started training. It was the best training ever. It was so much different because we did a lot of endurance. Uh, it was a lot of, it was not easy by any means. It, it, it was almost like going from the kindergarten training to the real training where you blow up when you do the drills when everybody's yelling at you and not in a mean way gangrel is my favorite trainer because he's so intense but he yells at you but because he demands the best and i feel like a lot of people are soft now and they don't want to offend anybody but you shouldn't be in this business or on social media to begin with if you don't want to be offended because everybody's just trying Absolutely to get right yeah. um and that's why i just love gangrel his, his training was so much false, uh, it was so much about basics and aggressiveness, which we know this is number one. And then the other side, Rikishi Jr., who was giving us all the psychology of the match, all the psychology of the business, uh, longevity, just all these advices that only a Hall of Famer can give you. And I felt like it was the best package bundled in one and we have reno and why who was the king of spots he just wanted to do spots <laughs> so we have both of every of everything and it was just the best training in my opinion so you're training with rikishi any ribs did they ever do any ribs with you during the training time because you know kurt has a fun story about a little rib he got from rikishi back in the day i don't know if you've heard Ooh, about I'd it love to hear that. would you well kurt do you want to share or do you want me to share <laughs> i'll share what the hell <laughs> One night uh, I was going to wrestle Rikishi and um, beforehand he went to the bathroom and he didn't wipe himself and he went out there and he gave me the stink face. <laughs> Mira, you didn't have to deal Boy, with any of that. Did you? And it was horrible, man. It was so disgusting. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. But he admitted it and he told me and I was like, what, what am I going to do? You know, he's a badass. <laughs> he's 500 pounds, big guy. You know, you could, you know, you lay into him. It's not going to hurt him. <laughs> you know? that, was that early in your career? I took it like a man. Up. Yeah. My rookie year. <laughs> so that wasn't part but of your training at all, Mira. No. Year. Okay. Yeah. No, actually, training? I'm very proud. I don't know if I'm proud or maybe sad that Kishi never gave me a stink face ever. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And, uh, and he trained you. Oh. And, I had, and I had matches with him. We had a one year anniversary, you know, student versus the, but every time he comes to it, he always got me out of it. Somebody will make a run in or somebody I'll get out of it. Ah. And uh, yeah, man, he was no so stink nice. face for Miro. Good for no you. Well, not yet. <laughs> he must you have know. liked you. Yeah. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> well, listen, you're in the wrestling business for a little under two years when you're signed by the WWE. That's big time. How did that all work out? How did you get in touch with them? And what was it like to, to finally be signed with them? 
man, if I tell you that it's all God and not only God and him alone, I'm not going to lie to you because my career, not even my career, my life always been about God and him leading me and me just following his steps. Um, so it was very, uh, what was the question again before I go into a long spiel? Oh, no, it's all good. So just signing with WWE, how did you get yes. in touch with them and what was it like to be signed? So I was training, as you said, about two years, even less. And uh, and uh, Gangrel, Kishi, and all of that, they were saying, you know, you may have an opportunity to go to the TNA or WWE. And I totally laughed it off. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, these guys are like semi-gods. Like, there's no way. I Look at me. I'm just a 24-year-old Bulgarian. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's just not going to happen. I'm just happy to be in the ring. I love training. I love all that. So just keep doing the work. And eventually they sent me to a tryout, SummerSlam 2010. I went in a tryout. I got in a fight in my tryout. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, well, look, I understand everybody's trying to get a job, but we have these cold matches. You and you come in. And this guy, like, clotheslined me one time in the nose. I'll let it go. You know, you, you're excited. I'm excited. Whatever. I kick out something, something. He gives me another one right in the nose again. I'm like... I'm like, you just cover. And he covers me and I kick out and I throw my elbow right in his face. Like, fuck <laughs> off. Sorry, excuse my language. A receipt. <laughs> a, a little receipt. And everybody said, whoa, 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 stop, 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 everything, whatever. And then Johnny Ace came and said, you know, is there going to be any problem with you relocated to Florida? We're trying to, we're going to sign you. And I was just over the moon, man. I, I loved it. I, I loved the opportunity. But then my paperwork was not in order. So that was another issue I had to deal with. Um, I didn't have no green card, so they tell me, okay, we're going to sign you, but you don't have no paperwork. So it took me another, about a year until I get my paperwork situated and I can go to finally to Florida and start developmental. So you got you got pushed back a year because you couldn't have, have your green card. Yeah, yeah. The green card situation was really bad. And of course, they're not going to sign me. They didn't even want to help me with the, with the paperwork. So I had to figure it out myself. Wow. Luckily, I did. I got a green card and it was right after WrestleMania 2011, when I went to uh, FCW. Well, you were part of the original FCW before it was NXT, and you just talked about it. What was the training like there? It was okay, I, I thought. Um, I thought it was a lot of uh, my guy and your guy situation. It was a lot of... A lot of uh, politics. A lot of politics, which a lot of people are going to hate on me. And I love Dr. Tom. I love Norman. I love Joey Mercury, Dream, all these guys. They all gave me a benefit as well. They're all trying to, you know, trying to support me in the beginning. Dream really loved me. Unfortunately, I tore my ACL and all that. But but the training was okay. We did a Monday three-hour training. I just hated it because if you're not over, they'll call you in the other room and you'll do blow-up drills. Oh, and I understand if you're brand new, you don't know how to bump, but taking a 45 minute like blow up drills to bump 150 times, that's not going to teach me how to wrestle. No. And you know what? It's going to shorten your career. Yeah. And I never understood that even to this day, Dr. Tom, which I always, like I said, I love, he loves this drill. He loves his men in the middle. I just never understood why is he doing it? Because I can do endurance any kind of way. Right. But I need you to teach me how to do the good stuff in the ring. You've been on TV all this time. Teach me how to get there, not how to run the ropes. I already know that. So that's why I thought it was OK. But then Wednesday, we had promo class with Dream uh, and Dream was unbelievable. Of course, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, 
he gave me so many opportunities, so many advices. He was always so nice to us. Then Thursday, we'll have a show, um, which is whatever, like in front of 20, 30 people, if you're lucky, <laughs> uh, on TV at that. I remember because uh, Dream was so mad because I guess the American gymnastics or something were beating us in rating. We were, <laughs> we were like 50 in Florida. <laughs> Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. What are you waiting for? Hurry up and go to savewithconrad.com. Hurry up and start saving money. That's what we're talking about. Keeping more of your own money. That really is what we do at savewithconrad.com. How's this for starters? No house payments for two months. And when it comes time for you to start making payments two months from now, it's going to be the best deal you ever had. You see, not only are we going to get you the best interest rate you ever had, we're also going to help you get out of debt faster and do it with cheaper monthly payments. Now you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But if you're in a 30-year loan, it's not a matter of if we can save you money. It really is a matter of how much. And I'm sure you know by now your house is worth more than ever before. Why not use that newfound equity to get rid of your private mortgage insurance? That PMI, as we like to call it, could save you hundreds of dollars each and every month. And you could be paying it unnecessarily. Stop giving your money away. Get rid of your PMI. Get the best rate you ever had. And hey, if you've got credit card debt, what are you doing? The average interest rate is over 19% on credit cards in America, and you know you can do better than that. Plus, the interest you pay on a credit card is not tax deductible. So not only can we get you a better rate, but a greater tax deduction too. If you can get a lower monthly payment and a greater tax deduction and save tens of thousands of dollars by paying your house off faster, why wouldn't you? Hurry, find out how much money you can save for free at SaveWithConrad.com. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lender. And that's right. Don't forget, skip your next two payments at SaveWithConrad.com. Oh, this is local TV in Florida. Local TV in Florida, yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, FCW was really small time before NXT took over. Um, so I was really, really happy with the transition. Once we went to NXT, like everything changed. The training, everything, the attitude, everything was completely different. You, you mentioned tearing your ACL. How big of a setback was that for you? So I don't know if we can break in news here. You know, I like you, Kurt, and I love you, Kurt. Always heavy. And, and you're my favorite guy. Not after Hogan, but just Hogan was my first love. But if anybody I ever tune, even to this day that I'm turning to, to learn, to teach, to, it's you every time, without a doubt. Thanks, so breaking news for you. I went to WWE Developmental with a torn ACL. Yes. Wow. Uh, but they didn't know that because once again, God... Once again, the man up there, God, Jesus Christ protected me because I tore my ACL even before I went to developmental. I went to my trial with a torn ACL. I just wrapped my knee with a with a duct tape. Oh God. Yeah. Talk uh, about primitive. Yeah, well, you gotta do what you gotta do. I tore it one time in practice and I don't have the money to fix it. I was just resting on a torn ACL, which I'm sure that you have done before. And I got signed, and you know, they send you to uh this medical checks in pittsburgh in pittsburgh in your hometown so dr. i go maroon, right dr maroon and all that and i go and i 
I lay down because I know they're going to come and check me. So I pray. I pray this entire time. Jesus, Lord, our Father, Holy, host of hosts, please, 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 please let it be okay. I already know that my ACL is torn. And I know that they're returning people if you're wrong. And so the doctor comes in with a student. So the whole time, the doctor is kind of paying attention to the student and trying to explain to him things, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. He sits down, pulls on my knee, pulls on my knee. He says, I'm okay. I'm good to go. And I'm, <gasps> wow. I, I'm telling you, man, if you don't believe in God, I have- That was the man upstairs, Russo. So many I stories mean, in my right. life that God intervened directly. Yeah. So I can fulfill my dream. And that's exactly what happened. The doctor said, I'm good. And I went and got signed. And then later on, I developed mental. I was still duct taping my knee and everything. Uh, and one match, my knee was just gave out. Like I had somebody on my back, my knee gave out. And they called me the doctor, they checked me, they say you have torn ACL. I said, okay, let's fix it. <laughs> oh, you heard it worse than it already was? I believe so, because uh, my ACL was completely torn, but my, uh, what is that? My meniscus was flipped one on top of the other. Oh, so it was really, it was really bad situation. It was a mess, huh? It was a big mess, but we fixed it, you know, it was, but once again, if it wasn't, if it wasn't for the opportunity and for God to get me into WWE, there's no way I can get 10 or $20,000 to fix my ACL at home because I had no money. <laughs> and right. No health insurance, obviously. No health insurance, clearly. And WWE at the time, they were paying me. $500 a month, I think, I mean, a week or $600 a week. So I'm already struggling there. I was making more money driving taxi and delivering food in California. We were making less than 25 grand a year from WWE. Yeah, yeah. And they made, and then they said, hey guys, we got to get insurance, which is $100 a month. Holy oh, smokes, gosh. how am I supposed to pull that money from them? <laughs> well, you ended up breaking your neck after you came back from your knee injury. What yeah. happened there? I have no idea, Kurt. I, I thought my shoulder was hurting. And I couldn't move it all around. And they sent me for a check. And they said, yeah, your shoulder is bad, but um, you have a spinal thing that leaks and blocks the, the nerves on your left shoulder. Oh, yeah. So I couldn't move around too much. And uh, they said they need to go in and fuse one level only, nothing like you, Kurt. Oh, you that's know. good news. That's yeah, good only news. one. The second one was bulging, but they say if they fuse the second one, uh, you know, you can't wrestle anymore. <laughs> Not like your case, which is... Well, that's why I didn't have fusion, Miro. Oh, you didn't? No, I, I had the quick surgery, the quick fix, oh. uh, because I knew that I'd have to retire. I would have had to have three levels done. Wait, what is the quick fix? Um, it's a lapidectomy when they cut out part of the disc that's blocking the nerve running down your arm. Oh. So, that you know, my, I broke vertebrae in my neck, and that, that was a problem, but it was the discs. Uh, when when you injure your neck, the discs move mm -hmm. and they start blocking the nerves going down your arms. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't raise my left arm at the time, so I had, to have, I had to have the surgery. And um, Doctor, I believe Armstrong was the one for WWE, the WWE neck doctor. He told me I'd have to have three levels fused, and then I decided to go to another doctor and get the quick fix, and yeah. it worked for me. Of course, I'm going to eventually have. Um, uh, fusion uh, here later on in my life, but back then I wanted to protect myself and yeah. be able to continue to work. Yeah, yeah. It's and it was very because it's not like you feel it. It's not like you feel like your neck was broken either. Like you said, your shoulder was hurting or it wasn't moving. So it's not like you feel, oh, my neck is in pain all the time. And I remember sitting on the uh, Dr. Maroon agreed that we're going to have the surgery. I'm sitting in the in the operating bed. He's like, Are you sure you want to do this? I'm like. 
<laughs> You're telling me this now, doctor? <laughs> I'm naked. I'm about to get under. <laughs> is he ribbing you or was he serious? I don't know. I don't know. He's like, grab my hand, squeeze. So I'm squeezing. I guess I had nothing in my left hand. But he's like, all right, you're going. <laughs> he wanted to convince himself. Yeah, yeah, I guess he did. And um, but never had a problem after. We fixed my neck. And there's no rehab for it. It's no, you just gotta sit sit and wait it out. I decided to go for a walk the next day which seven minutes later, I highly regretted it. <laughs> I just, Hurting. I don't know how you feel okay. And you start walking and seven minutes later, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how am I going to get home? <laughs> but I came back and they told me, you have three months to show us something or you're going to get fired. And uh, then is the next chapter <laughs> of the life. So, so the rumor is, is that you went to Thailand to study Muay Thai uh, yeah. while in rehab. Is that right? I went to Bulgaria to study Muay Thai. Okay. But storyline, it was way better to, to sound that. <laughs> what was that experience like? Um, so I haven't been home at this point. So I came to America in 2005, and I still haven't been home. Um, so 2011, uh, when I got signed and everything, ACL, then I broke my neck. And then I was able to, for the first time, to go to Bulgaria. And I took the time, went in there, and I just had to go to deep thinking, man. Like, what am I going to do? They gave me three months. I definitely need to. And I know I'm good. This is the thing. I know I'm good. I know I'm watching who is there. I know them very aggressive. I know I have the size. I know I can do this. Um, so I decided, you know, my, my favorite movie, The Kickboxer. I don't know if you guys seen that movie, Tang Po, the bad guy. I've always loved him, his character and all that. So I decided I have nothing to lose. So I, I kind of copied his gear, his stance, his meaningness, and I did everything the same. I was still me, but it was just those little few nuances that I changed. And all of a sudden, they were head over moon. Like, it was like, whoa, what has this been? And I started breaking the board, and uh, I won a... Cena was having these awards, like, uh, which if you're a performer of the month or something, they give you free gear. So I won that as well. And uh, everything was just going, going, going. And then we moved to uh, NXT after that. But yeah, three months, I had to, I had to give them the best that I can. But I always have. They even put me in the beginner's class. I'm like, boy, you just... <laughs> like, I took this as a straight insult. Like, sure. I'm your best bumper there. You're going to put me in the beginning class to show me how to teach me how to take arm drags? Like, F you, bro. I'm going to show you. You experience for that. Yeah, and, and I... And, but I love challenges and I took the challenge and I blew it out of the water. And I mean, I don't like blowing smoke up my ass, but I know how good I am when I come to what I do. And I prove them that I'm, that I'm, that I'm that good. Well, you really come into your own when you're paired with Lana. Mm. Whose idea was it to put you two together? And what did she add to your character? American dream, baby. Dusty Rhodes. Always, always going to ah. be Dusty. Dusty, uh, his idea. Oh, of course. Dusty's so brilliant. People think, he was whatever, whatever, but he was so smart, man. Dusty was so brilliant. And um, so I started doing the chic-like promos in promo class, which everybody loved. Dusty loved, Bill out. everybody loved him. But it was still kind of a, like a, it's still like in the 80s character where you just, you know, it's out loud, it's over the top and all that. And then CJ, my wife, Lana, she has just gotten signed. She got signed in May or something uh we got to meet then and then it was not till two weeks later that you know dusty found out she could speak perfect english a uh, perfect english and perfect russian and they knew they had me 
And I feel like they were already kind of looking at me because I had this dark match with Dolph Ziggler that uh, that Triple H was there. He got to see and he asked who I am. And from then on, I think we just rode that gravy train because then CJ came in. We started doing promos together. But once again, you know, when you're developmental, you just want to do funny stuff because everybody laughs. You get the instant laughter. But then one day we were told, hey, guys, you should try something serious. And we did. We did try something serious. We got the inspiration from uh, Rocky IV, from uh, Drago and Ludmilla. And we rolled with that and Triple H loved it and, and everything else from there. We're just like, yeah, yeah. Soon you're going to debut. Soon you're going to debut. And everything starts going. Once the, the company has something behind you, you're a very easy go up. It's the problem is when they don't. <laughs> right. So when did the uh, the sparks fly between you and Lana? Was it instant? No, no. We were friends. We were friends. We shared the connection between, you know, she grew up in Latvia for 12 years, which is, you know, Eastern Bloc, kind of the same mentality, deal with the same crazy coaches yelling at you, cursing at you and all that. So we sh- she'd been to Bulgaria. We shared a lot of experience. We talked Russian to each other as well. And uh, I, I said from the beginning, I don't want to complicate this. First of all, she's out of my league, clearly. So I don't want to I don't want to even try to get my heart broken. I hate to say it, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, right. It's just why why even try where, where you're just going to get my heart broken. I'm just going to be friends with her. We're going to have professional level and that's it. But, you know, a week or two, a month came in. We started texting more and more. And uh, one thing led to the other, and here we go. <laughs> Miro's the man. And That's then we right. had to hide because, you know, in developmental, yeah. everybody's like a big gossip, like gossip girl there. So we had to hide and we had to just go in restaurants in the back doors and all that. It was uh, it was just like high school, man. It was so, <laughs> it was kind of an exciting time at the same time because in high school, I was just a fat kid nobody cared about. <laughs> but now I'm with the hottest girl in developmental, so it was kind of cool. Any funny stories yeah. of uh, trying to hide or sneak around or getting caught? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We went to, a, what is this, Bone, Bone and something in Florida. And uh, we go in. <laughs> Me and CJ, like, and all of a sudden I see Corey Graves and a couple other guys on the other side. And uh, Corey hasn't texted me three years by that point, probably, probably even more. I don't even know how he has my number. Um, and we're eating with CJ. All of a sudden I see a text. Hey, man, what are you doing? You want to hang out tonight? I'm like, get out of here. You saw me and now you're just going to be an asshole instead of just like, but it is what it is. And then it's like the rib. Yeah, yeah. And then we went on the road and everybody's like, you guys together, you guys together. And I'm like, no, 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 we're not, we're not. And they're like, okay, then we're going to hit on her. And I'm like, yeah, we're together. We're together. (laughs) Smart move, Mira. (laughs) Is something preventing you from achieving your goals? What interferes with your happiness? Check out betterhelp.com slash angle. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. They'll allow you to connect in a safe and private online environment. It really is so convenient. And you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. Send a message to your counselor anytime. You'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's also more affordable than traditional offline counseling, 
and they've even got financial aid available. The service is available for clients worldwide. Find the particular expertise you need online. Don't limit yourself to counselors located near you. By the way, licensed professional counselors are also there who specialize in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, and even self-esteem. Anything you share is confidential. It's convenient. It's professional. It's affordable. And we recommend you check out their testimonials that are posted daily at betterhelp.com. And by the way, BetterHelp has been such a sensation and so helpful across all of America that they're now recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash angle. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash angle. That's betterhelp.com slash angle. That's betterhelp.com slash angle. And we thank BetterHelp for sponsoring today's podcast. Well, you debut in 2014 Royal Rumble and you get a big push out of the gate and become a hero of the Russian Federation. Was this an issue for your home country? Yeah, I mean, they even had an issue when I was in NXT waving the Bulgarian flag. Like I used to, because we had nothing and for the music, we decided to go with the Bulgarian national anthem, which I thought it was great. Once you get the heat, the heat you heal, you're international. And Bulgaria right away. Why is he using the Bulgarian anthem? Is it because you were a heel? Is that why? I don't know. I, I just don't think that they, they take it so serious. It's only like, I don't even know. I don't even know why they had a problem with it, to be honest. Um, but we had to stick with it, whatever. We went through this. Uh, then we went to the main roster. We did, as you said, we debuted and the rumble, which was not even sure it's going to happen. It was, uh, was is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Then the next day after they debuted, it was uh, Islamic going to debut? Because there was also another issue that we had with Vince. Vince, you know, always loves his big monsters by themselves. And he thinks that the women take away from the heat. And, uh, but thank you for, thank, thanks for Triple H. And, and, you know, he fought for it. He believed in me, Lana, as a unit, as a package. And, um, Thankfully to that, we debuted on SmackDown. We started doing the vignettes with CJ, which I thought it was absolutely the better choice. I don't think Rusev by himself no. is as over as, you know, when being Lana there. It's just, it was so much better, man. It was. No, the whole thing was way better with Lana, especially yeah. give, mimicking the Rocky thing, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. We, even, and- we even had a pitch for WrestleMania, the one with Cena, to have uh, Rocky. And I think. Uh, uh, I'm not Rocky, but Stallone and, and I think Hogan or something like that. Like, but it got kiboshed, mm. uh, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And when we, and then when we started dedicating our matches to Russia, I think the whole heat escalated from here to way <laughs> in, in your home country, right? Oh, um, well in the home country as well. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't love it at all. Oh, you're Bulgarian. Now you're presenting Russia and your name is Rusev and blah, blah, blah. The only reason why my name is Rusev, because my best friend from back in the day, his last name was Rusev. And I loved it. And we used to roll together. And I used it as, as one of an example in developmental. That's the only reason. It's not because I'm a Russian that my name is Rusev. Rusev. <laughs> right. But yeah, the heat country, the continue, uh, it continued in my back home. You know, why is he doing that? But I didn't care. I know it's his acting. It's not like 
but also it makes sense because even in the real world in the olympics you know these american kids go fight for another country or we get these you know any kinds of mixtures in the countries it happens all the time so i love that and then the vladimir putin came in and that even blew it out even more but it's also all about timing right so because at this time USA and Russia had this tension. And if that wasn't happening, who knows where the Russian thing goes? So everything is just timing, timing, and God just making it all connecting together. <laughs> You're absolutely right, brother. So, so it sounds like you were all in on this gimmick. You loved it as far as where it's all headed. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's no reason why not to love it. We had, you know, CJ doing the great promos. I started to speak a little bit. But the crowd was just anywhere we go, there was not a silent crowd. And that's why I always... You may say whatever you want about my matches, but my crowd is never silent. And that's what I have the most proud of. Because who cares how good you are if the crowd don't care? It's all about these people and about entertainment for them. Yeah, you both got a lot of heat. Yes, we did. It was a great gimmick. It really was. Thank you. We needed you. I told you I pitched to work with you, but that didn't happen. <laughs> We're going to talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> One of your biggest wins early on was against my good friend, The Big Show, at Hell in a Cell 2014. How big a deal was it to work with Paul? Man, I was so scared. <laughs> I remember being... He's a strong son of a bitch, isn't he? Oh, my God. But he's the best, man. I love Big Show. I remember our big first heart. time that we got to work. Uh, it was on a live event. And we have 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is. He comes to me and said, I'll see you out there. And I was like, holy smokes. <laughs> yeah, oh, and I it's not like I've been on the road for a long time. You know, I've been on the road for a few times. And now this is Big Show we're talking about, Paul White. And whatever Paul wants to do, Paul is going to do. I mean, what am I going to do to a giant? Right. But thanks thanks to him, you know, he's such a professional. He's so good, man. People always, like, talk bad about him. But I never understood it because that man is genius. And he's so brilliant with everything he does, with the psychology and execution so he was the safest guy. He put me over. We won and we got to carry on and do a few more matches that every time I got to learn from him. And to this day, I, every, every time I talk to him, I'm trying to learn. Every time I have a match, I'm trying to talk to him to see if I did something wrong or good. And uh, I love that, man. I love the, the whole Big Show work. I got to work in front of my parents for the first time they got to see me was against Big Show in Italy. They drove to Italy. They came and watched me. That's so cool. Big Show definitely holds a big spot in my heart. How well, big of a yeah? Go ahead. For as big of a guy as he is, uh, he was a great worker. Oh, absolutely. he was very light, which is he was incredible. very light, and he was very given, and but not just given just for the sake of it. He has the psychology, and he'll give when it's time to give, and he'll make you more aggressive because, you know, you can't just punch a giant one time and keep oh. him down. You gotta just stay on him, and he you was have to great. work your ass off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll make you work. But, he, but then he'll tell you why. It's not like he's just trying to blow you up. He's explaining to you why. And that's why I always appreciate working with guys like this. They're not just, you do stuff to do, but you get to learn. Well, how big of an asset is it for him to now be in AEW, helping, you know, all the guys out there? Yeah, yeah. And I told, you know, I know that from, from afar, for first, he seems very in intimidating guy, but Big Show is such a Paul White. Sorry, I keep showing Big Show. Paul is such a such a great guy that he's always going to give you adv uh, advices. It doesn't matter who you are, big, small, a girl, boy, whatever you want to call yourself. He will always find time for you. Mm -hmm. And I just wish that more people do that. 
So let's talk about another big star, and it's The Rock. And what are you told you're going to be involved with him on the October 6th edition of Raw in 2014? I, this has got to be a huge thrill for you. What was it like working with The Rock? It was a big, it was a big uh, secret. It was a big kayfabe. Nobody told us. Uh, they told us, yeah, you got something on Monday. Yeah, you got something on Monday. Monday came, yeah, you're going to get something. You have something. And then all of a sudden, they put us in this bus, and there was brother <laughs> uh, that was the rock and uh my oh hey my name is miro how are you <laughs> it was funny man we did we did the deal and you know we talked about he's gonna come out there he's gonna rip me apart you know he's gonna talk the talk but i loved it it was just it was such a great moment first we're in brooklyn sold out twenty thousand people whatever it is we're doing our regular spiel, and all of a sudden, with that music hit, man, that crowd just... Kurt, you've been there way too many times, but, you know, pop like this, it's... it's electricity, a, man. It's yeah, amazing. electricity literally in the air. And it's like, it was just surreal. Like, I'm getting goosebumps now just thinking about it. It was great. Just being there with the guy that I've been watching all my life, uh, you know, perform, and not just in the ring, but in Hollywood. And now I get to do my thing with him. And it was just surreal. And just even, even when we were there, he's still teaching. Like we're in the middle of the ring and we're doing the stare off. He's talking, I'm talking or whatever. And he goes, wait, 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 wait. Like he's just teaching you. <laughs> right then and there. No, no, not now, not now. And you can't even tell, man, because he's so damn good. And he knows these people like in the back of his hand. And he knows how to control them. And yes, teach me, Rock. I want to be like you. Yes, teach me. I'm not going to be one of these guys. No, I'm going to do what I know. No, teach me. And it was a great segment. He beat me up. Apparently, people were hot after that because I was protected for so long. And now there's The Rock beating me up. But it's freaking entertaining, bro. <laughs> You're right. You win the U.S. title from Sheamus. And it's been shown over the years how close you are with him. Yeah. What was it like to win the title from a good friend of yours like that? Hashtag never tapped out. That's the first thing you tweeted. <laughs> I still give him shit to this day. Uh, but I love Seamus, man. And I feel like Seamus has changed so much through the year. And he will tell you the first one probably about it. You know, Seamus was a lot of self... And I'm not talking bad about him by any means. I told him that. Everybody has told him that. He was a lot more self-centered, paranoid, all about him, him, him. But later on in his career, he found out that's not the case. He doesn't have to be that. And uh, and we started developing way better relationship. Not like we didn't have a relationship back then, but ever since we got better and better friends. And I got to know Seamus better. And now he lives his houses down me in Nashville. And But it was great because... You know, even though he was concerned about him, and we all are, we all should look good when we lose and when we win. But he was also very given. He always wanted to give all kinds of crazy stuff. He was willing to put his body on the line. But I love working with him because he's so aggressive. He's always going to bring it. And uh, those are always my favorite opponents. I hate people that you have to pick them up and tell them what to do. But Seamus, it's not that. Seamus is very, very good. Mm. When you win that title, did you ever think you'd be taking on John Cena eventually? Well, so I took that title. It was twelve o'clock at night on the East Coast. It was a, it was the, it was the special. What was that? The network special. So, yes. whatever we filmed, whatever we filmed, raw finished, and then stay for one more, guys. Oh, everybody shit. just like, 
Oh my gosh, seriously, right. one more match. Fans were tired, right? Fans were so tired. But I wasn't because I wanted to get my time. And Sheamus had a match earlier with Tyson Kidd that he lost. Um, but did I ever feel like I was going to wrestle John Cena? I don't think I did because plans changed again. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> uh, and thank you, Jesus, not for a wrong reason. I think the original plan was me to face John at SummerSlam. Um, but then I think Dan, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson got hurt when the, that concussion happened. So that, that shifted everything around. And we ended up being slotted instead of SummerSlam back to Mania, you know, further to Mania, which extended my push, you know, that which I thought it'd make it way better. Because if I would have lost to John at SummerSlam, I mean, that character goes nowhere. Not like he did. I mean, yes, he did, but it was going to be way shorter of a push. Um, did I think about it? No. Was I happy that I did? You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, working with John is one of the biggest thrills of my career, and it had to be one of yours. When he put you over in the build the WrestleMania, yeah. explain what John meant to your career and how you got better after working with him. Oh, man. John is the best. John is absolutely the best. I learned so much from him, even to this day. Once again, like, he's such a teacher. He's so good. And and he's he's one of these guys, again, what's your fa- four, four best moves? That's what I learned from him, that I utilize this to this day. What's your fa- four best moves? He asked you that, not because... He just wants to put you in the back to highlight you in the best spots, in the best, in the best lighting. So he's just trying to understand in his head where he's going to put these four best moves. Um, I learned that. I learned, I learned psychology of a match a lot more. I learned how to control a match because, you know, beating up John for 10 minutes, 15 minutes a night, the whole time, what he's doing is he's doing this. And all I'm, all I'm doing is I'm just listening. And, and, and then after the match, he's telling me why we did this. Okay, you hear about the crowd was here. We're trying to get it there. That's why we did this. And this whole thing, it's all about, I found out, it's all about It's psychology. It's all about psychology, scheduling a match, arranging it the right way, listening to the people. It's not just, as you're saying, A, B, C, D. It's not just about that. Sometimes you're going to go A to D to C to E, whatever it is. Because these people dictate the match. Time to tell you about something I'm super passionate about, protecting your family. Yes, this is a life insurance ad for GoliathLife.com. But to me, this is really about peace of mind. Think about insurance for a second. We all get medical and auto insurance, yet we never even know if we're going to have a need for it. Let me let you in on a little secret. You need life insurance. We're all going to die. Now, as you let that reality sink in, think about what would happen if your family stopped having your income tomorrow. If you don't have a plan for that, you need to visit goliathlife.com. And I mean, right now, and just personally, I've lost two friends in their forties this past year and a half. And I don't even want to think about what their families would be going through. Had they not had life insurance, if you don't have it, get it, protect your family. And I suggest you go to goliathlife.com because they've made the process of getting affordable life insurance super easy. Goliath life streamlines the life insurance process by allowing you to get quotes for more than 20 carriers within minutes. And you'll pick your terms and payments to fit your budget. You pick your price. You start the online application immediately and even schedule the medical exam to come to you. And I've done it. They sent someone to my office. I skipped the phone calls, the paperwork and the crazy invasive conversations. Goliath life makes buying life insurance simple. There's no hidden fees, no upsells, no hassle, hell, not even a phone call. Goliath life is life insurance in your hands on your time. Get multiple quick quotes right now from the comfort of your own home 
and begin your application in a few easy clicks right now at goliathlife.com. Okay, guys, it's too late for Kurt Angle. Of course, we learned that the hard way back in, I think it was May of 02. Edge had other ideas for Kurt Angle, and now he unfortunately is bald. But there's still time for me and you. Listen, I got to be honest. I didn't think this was even something I had to worry about. My dad used to joke forever. Hey, my hair turned gray. It didn't turn loose. But then this past April, I saw the back of dad's head and thought, it's going to happen. I immediately knew what to do. I went to keeps. You keep, you see, there are only two FDA approved medications in the world that can prevent hair loss. Keeps offers both keeps offers you a simple stress-free way to keep your hair. They've got convenient virtual doctor consultations and medications delivered straight to your door every three months, meaning you don't even have to leave your home. It's also low cost too. Treatment start at just 10 bucks a month and keeps offers generic versions. They've got discreet packaging and proven results, but don't take my word for it. Check this out. Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of their competitors. And here's the heads up. Prevention is key. Treatments can take four to six months to see results. So act fast. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash Kurt to receive your first month of treatment free. That's keeps.com slash Kurt to get your first month free. That's keeps.com slash Kurt. I learned about when the show starts, go listen to the people. If there's a high pitch, if there's women and children, the match is different. When there's men, your match is different. Placement of the matches, where they are, false finishes, jump starts, everything and anything I've learned from John. And I cannot be thankful enough to him for everything he has taught me and keeps teaching me. Wow. Let's talk about it. The big entrance at WrestleMania in San Francisco, the giant tank. You eventually lose and your undefeated streak ends at 146 days after a miscommunication with Lana. But man, what a thrill that had to have been. Can you walk us through that day for you? So we lost, first of all, let me go back. We lost one time against Jack Swagger by accident ah. uh, with a flagpole when I stabbed him. But And it was a big, not a commotion, but Vince Vince told Road Dog that he killed my push because of it, which was not even oh, true. Uh, but well, in Vince's mind, he wanted to keep me undefeated, undefeated for yes. a whole year. But at this one point, we got DQ'd, so we had to change the narrative, but mm. I was still undefeated. Not pinned or submitted, that's what it was, right. I think. But it was great, man. It was, it was a great. I remember going into that stadium. Even the day before, we were trying to see the entrance and the tank and everything. It was just such a surreal moment because... Not, not like they told us we're going to have a tank and an army. Me and CJ, my wife, Lana, we kind of manifested that. We wrote it in books. We were talking amongst each other. Like, what if we have this and this and this and this? And all of a sudden we show up and we have it all. We have the army, the guns, the tanks, the everything, man. It was such a surreal moment. And I remember uh, when we were talking about this match with John. John wanted Brody there. Late great Brody Lee. Uh, what's his name? uh oh he was uh oh leave him luke, harper. luke harper that's it luke harper. harper luke harper you know john wanted him to kind of help with the match and be there uh arn was there we talked about the match whatever we wanted to do and then it was time man i had to go a little bit early because i had to make my way to the tank and cj had to go all the way on top you know to the ramp i gave her my title because she looked so beautiful it looked way more presenting which Boss hated it. Boss hated it after. Why she carried the thing? 
<laughs> but it doesn't matter. So I was on the I was in the tank. Um, my the queue was uh, the uh, what was it? They were going to move the tank. Then the music was going to hit or something like that. But they messed it up. First something happened. Then it was like, no, don't move the tank. The music is not on. The music is not on. Oh, nobody can hear me. Nobody did. So they take off and I look cool. Got up, waved the flag, try not to step on anything. It's going to burn my feet because I'm barefooted. Um, but it was such a great moment. I stood on top of that tank. And, you know, usually I'm in a hurry to go and fight. But this is the one time that I just stood out there, just looked at the people and just wanted to soak Don't it all in. in. Huh? Yeah. Because, I mean, how many times are you going to be on the tank in front of 75,000 people? <laughs> um, I took it all in. I went in. I, uh, we had a we had a good match, I thought. It was... John is John, you know. John wants to do what John wants to do. It's not like I didn't do anything I wanted to do. Uh, I wanted to do a lot more crazier stuff, a lot more stuff, because it's my first WrestleMania. But John is always like, you know, greatest hits of monthly crew, whatever he's saying. He just wants to have a good match. He pulled out this new stunner move which was fantastic. We had a good match. In the end, Lana took a huge bump that nobody has seen before. And uh, and I got to lose for the first time. And I just stood there, looked up. Uh, people were loving it. And I just remember looking at my mom and dad in the first row. And that was the first time they came to America to watch me. Uh, it was a great moment, great business. I've never lost before, but I loved it. I thought it, I was I was looking forward for the, for, for the next day, to be honest. Is that the first time your parents saw you wrestle in person? That's the first time in America they came in. Now they're WrestleMania. They're in the front row. Um, it was a very, very special moment. So they came to see you lose. They came to see me lose, yeah. <laughs> well, listen, you lost three months in a row to John. Yeah. Do you think that killed your heat? Yeah, I didn't think it was the right thing to do, of course. And, I, I agree. And that's what I've improved now in AEW after I lost uh to sammy i think my character just got stronger after that um because i was a tnt champion now he takes it away but now you can still keep that heat by by character developmental which i i thought then they gave me a character developmental but in a deteriorating road kind of way like we put all the heat on lana i started blaming her which is still good heat but i think that all these unnecessary losses after i didn't prove anything like it didn't prove john to be bigger star or me to be something else. I just think it was a fun TV and don't get me wrong. Like I love the chain match, it was great. And uh, uh, the last man standing match or whatever it was, it was great. I just, we didn't have to do them. We didn't have to do them. We could have always come back and revisited SummerSlam, WrestleMania, whatever it is, but you don't have to beat me three times in a row. Without a doubt. And I also think that you need, need to have pure wrestling matches. Yeah. Not gimmick matches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But once again, you know how it is, Kurt. It's especially this time, it's my first year with Vince. Whatever he wants, I'll just do because at the end of the day, it's a TV show and I'm a, I'm a TV star, whatever you wanted to call it. If that's what you wanted and you're running the show, I'd be more glad to do it. Well, at this point, Miro, Lana's getting over big time and uh, you two break up on TV. Yeah. That starts the summer where you, Dolph, Summer Ray, and Lana all get involved. To be honest, did you hate this whole storyline they're doing here? Hell no, man. Was the breakup for real? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never breaking up with CJ. That's it. We signed the contract. Uh, but uh, no, man, I don't hate that story. It was such a loud story. People loved it as much as I don't know what people want to talk bad about it, sitting at home. 
But if you're in that arena, man, you are on your feet and you are cheering, you are yelling. And once again, that's 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 my thing. As long as you're entertained, that that's my job. Uh, I never took myself too serious. Oh, I'm this and that. No, man, these people are supposed to be entertained. If you can take care of me, great. If not, I'll take care of myself. Uh, but I love that story. It just, it was very, uh, the sad part was, you know, CJ got her uh, hand broken in practice. She was practicing with Summer. She took this bill and she broke her wrist. So she had to go and have this cruise and everything. Otherwise, this, uh, we had a plan of I was supposed to be an icy champ. I was going to go uh, get married to Summer and all that. So it was going to get a lot more developmental. Ridiculous. It was going to be very, very ridiculous. Vince style. But, you know, CJ broke her wrist, so that kind of uh, kiboshed the whole situation. Well, when Lana announces your real-life engagement on Instagram, how much heat did you two get? Well, Lana did not announce anything. Somebody leaked those pictures. Um, Those are just personal pictures that me and CJ took, and she sent it to some of her friends. And then next thing you know, that picture ended in the, on the on the big TMZ or whatever, and everything stopped. I remember uh, the next day we went. They said it was a big problem. I never thought it was a deal at all. Like, what is the big deal? This is my real life girlfriend. Right. It's gonna be. But uh, I went the next you day. You were Chicago. paired together anyway. You guys were paired together anyway. Yeah, yeah. But because in the storyline, you know, I was going against her. I was with Summer and all that. So Vince took it really to heart. And I went and talked to him the next day in Chicago. He said, no, TMZ reported it. I'm like, who cares? They reported it. It's TMZ. He said, well, they're like CNN. They're like world news. I'm like, <laughs> so once again, once he had something that he made it his mind about, there's no going around it. And then we just changed it. I came in instead of me winning the IC title, you know, uh, I got slapped by Summer and whatever led to that. I don't even know. I think it was taken off TV or made lose or whatever the freak it was. But yeah, it was a big problem. Mira, what a world we live in, man. You're just trying to learn how to wrestle on a torn ACL. And a few years later, here you are, TMZ star. I mean, isn't yeah, that that's crazy? Right. So, not just TMZ, but world news because TMZ, <laughs> according to Vince McMahon, it's like CNN and Fox. <laughs> CNN, Fox, TMZ. There you yeah, go. One, two, three, right there it is. Well, you have some highlights in the League of Nations, including WrestleMania 32, where you got beat up by McFoley, Shawn Michaels, and Steve Austin in Dallas at the biggest WrestleMania of them all. Talk about being a part of that moment. Man, talking about what a great waste of opportunity about the League of Nations is. We were we were told about we're going to get put together. Nobody told us we're going to be a punching bag for Roman Reigns. That's the only reason they're doing this. Uh, I thought we we're looking at three former champions, big guys, strong guys, international guys. We haven't had nothing like this on the roster. And uh, on night number two, we lost to Roman Reigns four on one. And uh, ever since that night, we knew we're just destined to to do this, to just do nothing but jobs. But it is what it is. You're right. He still got us a WrestleMania match with the New Day. Uh, at that time, we had a lot of problems internally within the group. Um, so it was a lot of fighting going on. I'm not proud of that by any means. Um, it was so messed up that even practices were not even, you know, you have to talk about the match every now and again. We couldn't even get all of us together. <laughs> it was such a disaster. And um, and then the match they came in, even before the match, we almost got in a fight within us. Like right before we walk out, we almost got in a fight, four of us. Mm. 
But we went out there and uh, we had the match. We also had a bad attitude of why these Hall of Famers are coming in and doing all these maneuvers on us. But at the end of the day, I lost Steve Austin. I wanted to take the stunner and I got to take it. <laughs> so it was worth it, right? Oh, it was well. You know, the people loved it, man. You know, we won, whatever. And then with the the music hit with Sean and everything, people loved it. People loved it. I loved it. It was a great moment. I took my favorite bump, which is the stunner, which I've seen on TV so many times before. And call me Mark for myself, uh, not for myself, but for the business. But when you grow up watching from a, from across, you know, the world, and now I get to do it with the man, not with Kevin Owens' freaking thing, but with the actual man, of course I'm going to do it. And I love that. I took the rock bump right through the ropes. Best day ever. <laughs> it is awesome taking the stunner. <laughs> Heck yeah, it is. It's 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 entertainment, man. Once again. Well, you and Lana have a marriage on TV interrupted by Roman Reigns, and it leads to a SummerSlam brawl, but not a match. Yeah. You know why you guys never got the chance to work on a bigger stage? With Roman? Yeah. We did Hell in a Cell match, actually, but um so how did it all happen? We did get married on TV. Um, and no, there was a wedding celebration. So we got to celebrate with a wedding. Roman came in, did a great segment. Once again, cake, face, people love that. Uh, for SummerSlam, they didn't, give, they didn't give us the time. They just said, we have 10 minutes. We didn't give us the time. We were doing the brawl. But I think eventually led into two more matches. I think it was once when he beat me for the US title. And then we did the Hell in a Cell, which is the only Hell in a Cell match that I've done. Uh, but I love that match. It was probably one of my favorite matches I did with Roman. It's just just being in the Hell in a Cell, Kurt, is just an amazing opportunity. It's such a different match. It's different, yes. Um, it's so much more brutal and, and cool, and I just love that opportunity. He beat me, but who cares? You know, he is... Well, I did care because the way we put it is I defended my wife's honor, and yet again, I got to lose. And that's why I didn't understand... You know, U.S. title is one thing, but then you put my wife's honor and then you put me in there. What is the whole point of losing again? Like, we're just doing just the sake of how much more can you beat me? That's what I don't understand. Well, it was all to help Roman and to make you, uh, you know, drop a little bit lower. Right. But but why? Roman is already over. It's not going <laughs> to. I know. I have no idea why they keep doing it, but they and do. Once, I love Joe, man. I love Roman. He can get over as much as he wants, but. I love him too. Yeah. Let's just be smart about it. And so it's not, it's never been about losing and winning. It's just about let's make sense of it. And, and how do we recover? It's not just about focusing on one guy and one alone. We can all win. Well, you float around the WWE. You lose to John Cena at a battleground in a, uh, in a flag match. And the rumor and innuendo has always been there was chaos backstage right before the match. What do you remember of that? Do you remember anything like that? The that chaos? being a situation? Yeah. There was a little bit of any kind of any kind of controversy backstage before that battleground match with me and him, just just behind the state behind the uh, the scenes. Anything with creative or Vince or Triple H? Anything going on behind the, the scenes in that match? Not that I remember. I think I just came off an injury. I just had uh, I had a shoulder surgery. I went to Vince and said, "Hey, what are we doing for Mania?" Said not. I think that was the case. So I took the I took the the shoulder surgery, and then they wanted me to come back. And I feel like people wanted me to come back and people were excited for me to come back. And then I went to TV <laughs> and they told me, oh, we had the whole Shane McMahon thing, blah, blah, blah. But it was not, it was just a work thing. It was nothing serious. Okay. And then I went to TV 
And Vince told me that he wants me with a flag and a flag match against John Cena in 4th of July. Like, how the freak does that make sense? I thought we're moving on to a new chapter. And now you want me to go back all the way back. All the way back again. Like, what is the point? And, and just to come back on a debut that I've been gone for three or four months just to lose. And I understand it's John Cena and all that. But why? Once again, why? They should have had other plans for you. Miro. Yeah, but you once again, there was no plans. You came back, yes. W- would you be that candid with Vince though, Mira? Would you sit there and say why to him? Would, I did. You? I did yeah. say why. Yeah. I did. I said, I, I don't think it makes sense. I thought we were trying to move on, move forward. And now you're sending me back and not even Russian, even Bulgarian. It makes no sense. What but it was all about. What did he say? What did, yeah, he uh, what did he say? Well, he said, you know, it's 4th of July, John Cena, it's... It's not blah, blah, blah. You know, just him dancing around his idea. And most likely, they had nothing for John. It was 4th of July once again, so it's a patriotic thing. So the first thing pops in his mind is probably me. And uh, But I, once again, I just think the timing was wrong. I, I don't have any problem losing to John. But let me just come back, get some steam, get something, and then make me lose. But you come back in the first match, you make me lose, then what is the point? Makes no sense. But then he led to something. He led that. I think then he started to like Rusev Day and all that. So, well, you end up losing to Randy Orton at SummerSlam in ten seconds. Yeah. Why only ten? What's the story behind that? No time again, brother. <laughs> Once again, they had time. No- they they want they want to kill your your match or yeah they had no time for the once again it was packed against the SummerSlam the card was packed apparently I told them this happened once again last year with Roman and I don't like it uh they didn't care about it so we still did the 10 seconds and and that's that I got at least a good 10 and a good pump (laughs) (laughs) jeez got a got a payday out of it there but once again I think all these things and, and that's how God I think works I think they're trying to do, you know, all kinds of whatever. Even if they try not to, to do bad by me, they're trying to do good by Randy. Let's call it that. But I think in the following weeks, it's going to, the whole thing, Rusev Day is going to unfold. So once again, the rib is on them. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. Rusev Day starts not long after this. Where does this idea come from and how integral is Aiden English in it? Oh, it was great. Aiden was great in it. And it was very accidental again. I think it happened that I think Randy had uh, Randy and, and Aiden were mixing up for a little bit a few weeks before that or a month, whatever, just like random stuff. And then they got him to to come and screw him over for me to win in a quick in like again, 10 seconds or whatever it was. And that's how we got paired. It was very accidental. It was just because he was mixed with Randy before that he came in and kind of helped me. And then they knew that he can sing and all that and decided that we're going to celebrate, you know, Rusev Day, the name that, you know, they give me the key and everything. So they gave Aiden two days to learn the Bulgarian national anthem in Bulgarian. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> in Bulgarian. So, but kudos to him. And he's so talented. Aiden is so good. He's, he's unbelievable. And, uh, and he did it. He memorized it as much as he could. We, we sang, he sang the Bulgarian anthem for Rusev Day, and then the thing clicked with the people. (laughs) It certainly did click. Hey, you get to work with Undertaker in Saudi Arabia at the greatest Royal Rumble event in a casket match. How big a spot is that for you? Oh, man, I thought it was a rib. (laughs) I thought it was a rib. Saudi Arabia, Undertaker casket match. I know. I I got called into Vince's office, I think. He said, hey, uh, I'm going to have you work the Undertaker. 
<laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm gonna beat him, right? <laughs> <laughs> because the whole time I thought he's kidding. I mean, what was I doing at the time? I don't know, but here is Taker, which is he was not even on TV, you know, he just comes in every now and again. And I thought it was a joke, and I thought I'm gonna beat him, and he just like looked at me kind of weird. And he's like, okay, we uh, that was it, and, and they went out, and then Road Dog came, and he's like, why did you say that? Like, what did I say? What? He's messing with me. I'm going to mess back with him. He's like, no, it's a real match. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then we did that. Then I think, what was the reason? He switched it back to Jericho. Um, but then apparently the prince called or whatever. He said he wants me versus him versus The Undertaker. Yeah. So I got big prince rub. And, wow. um, Prince and that's how it happened. I got to Saudi Arabia. I even went, we even went to a, a dinner, you know, it was a whole bunch of us with uh, some royalties from Saudi Arabia and all that. And then I got to have the match. But once again, like there I am looking for Taker. What do you want to do? I can't find Taker anywhere. <laughs> Taker is doing Taker stuff. Eventually he gave me 10 minutes of his time to kind of talk what he wants to do. <laughs> but once again, I don't that's think all you get, man. That's all you get. But I don't think he meant in a, in a bad, in a bad way either. He was just, he's just the undertaker, man. He's in that teaching mode. And I got to learn a lot that day as well. We got to do a little match. Uh, but I was just very excited for the opportunity, just even to be in the ring and listen to the gong, you know, the music coming down. That's an experience by itself. And then the match starts. And I remember just, I was on the outside or whatever it was. And I looked I looked back and then all of a sudden I turned around and there he was. And I'm just, I kind of like froze. Because <laughs> there's this big man that maybe I gave him like five seconds, whatever it was, beginning of the match, I turned around, there he was. Like all of a sudden he was like, like a ghost. Right. And I didn't know what Popped to do. up out of nowhere. He just went, boom. <laughs> One of them right hands. And there we go. We were on off of the races, but I had a great time, man. We had an absolute blast. So the secret to being booked in Saudi Arabia is become uh, make sure the prince is a fan of what you do. So there it is. He's I guess the territory. I'll, I'll take it. Anything yeah. that can help me. That's a nugget. All right. Well, listen. You get one last big time singles match in the WWE, and it's against AJ Styles at Extreme Rules, and you lose. Is it a disappointment, uh, Mira, that you never got that world title run? No, man, there's no disappointments. Life is life. It wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. It's a, it's a subjective thing. You know, it's not like the best man wins. That's why we always have to remember. It's like other things. It's not, it's, it's a TV show, you know, it's, it's casting. And my cast was not brought up to, to that speed to be the world title holder, but it doesn't matter because uh, I had great time and Rusev Day was, was running wild brother. <laughs> I tore my bicep uh, two weeks before that match. And, uh, you know, I didn't take the surgery. They, they, they told me you have two weeks to make a decision you, because after that, the thing shrinks and they can reattach the bicep. And it was either a world championship match, my first one and the only one, uh, or a bicep surgery. And I said, F the bicep, let's just go have that match, which to this day, I thought it was a mistake. I think people should put their health first and always put their health first. Well, you I think match is coming. Did you use your arm? Is your bicep work? Yeah, yeah, my bicep work, but it's just like it. I mean, it, it cramps and it's not as strong as the left one and all that. And uh, and now you're stuck with it. That's why I will. If there's anything I can give advice to people, is always take care of your health first. And Kurt can verify it. I'm sure that he's made some decisions that he will 
probably go back and change. But but yeah, we happened to have that match. Um, it was a fun match. I've never. But that will tell you how much they didn't care. You know, usually when you have a world title match, you go in the loops and you have matches after matches after matches. We had one match, that, and I think it was like a tag match the night before or something. So we never even got to like try a couple of things in live events. Uh, I was just placed kind of like a filler between him and Samoa Joe, I think, um, or whatever the case was. So that's why I was kind of pissed because I knew we could have had a lot bit better match, but we didn't have the opportunity to uh, to develop it. But anyways, I love AJ. I love working with him. And uh, it was such a great and great fun. You finish up your run in WWE with the Bobby Lashley Lana love triangle. What did you think of this whole thing? Um, I thought I was lied to. I was, I was, uh, I was brought up for this spot to have a WrestleMania main event match. That's what I was pitched. <laughs> I don't think I even made it to WrestleMania. <laughs> That's freaking crazy. Yeah. And it's not like I did nothing that they didn't want me to. I did everything they did. And, uh, I thought it was still over with the people. I think it started Rocky. I don't even know why we started at Rocky. I expressed my opinion when Maria, Canellis came out and was saying that she's pregnant by somebody or something like that. And I told Paul him and I'm like, this is going to get people confused. People are not going to like this. He did not care. He blamed her for it, that she did not word it right or whatnot. And we debuted in Knoxville, Tennessee. Trust me, I love Knoxville, Tennessee. But the next week we're in Chicago or whatever. Why don't we save it for, why do we do it in front of 2,000 people in front of instead of 20,000? Uh, they made they saw me have this mustache, so they make me have the mustache. It was just a whole rib. I think it was a big rib. Uh, but at the end of the day, I don't care about ribs, man. I'm a professional. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna do my best at, to my ability to be the best at a certain day. And I did. We brought it, and people loved it. People, as much as they want to hate at home about the story, if you're in the live events, if you're in the arena, the crowd was fucking on fire every single time. Um, and that's why I had so much fun. And people, oh, yo, Lana kissing Bobby. It's freaking acting, bro. If you go to Hollywood, nothing, nothing else is going to happen. It's the same thing. So people are trying to like guilt trip me. And what is that? Cuck hold, whatever that word is. I don't even know. Like y'all are not even bothering me at all. Not at all. Yeah. Well, you're released during the beginning of the pandemic. Mira, at this point, were you happy to be out? Oh, bro. I was so happy. I was so happy. Like, I kind of lost it for 30 seconds because I said that before, like, the whole pandemic thing was happening and we were just trying to fight for some kind of a rights, you know, because it's not right that we have to fly every week uh, to TV in all these circumstances without nobody caring. I I just didn't think it was right. And uh, we were in a little group text that I got leaked out to the office. Somebody leaked that they were doing this. It's not even a plot. We were just talking among us. How can we bring that to the office? It got leaked out that we were on it. And I think a few days later, I was released. But I lost it for a little bit because that, because I was more concerned about, you know, the healthy product or the, the health and safety protocol. But I got released. But I was so happy, man, because I knew right away that I'm going to go and do what I know what I can do. I never, I never had any doubts how good I am. And if your company doesn't appreciate me, I'm going to go find a different company that does. How do you get in contact with AEW and debut as Kip Sabian's best man for his wedding? Um, so at this point, you know, with the pandemic and all that, uh, I, I got managers. 
you know, who do a lot of professional wrestling signings and stuff like that. So they got in contact uh, with Tony to show, uh, to see if he has any interest. Uh, no, for the first three months, what I did, I just just twitch because I couldn't wrestle for the three months because all WWE contracts are three months at a time. Wow. That's ridiculous. Three months at a time. Right. So the whole three-month release is not because they're giving you three months free. It's just because your contract is three months at a time to get renewed every three months. While in AEW, we have sure contracts. I signed a four-year contract that is guaranteed for four years. Mm. Um so yeah, I did Twitch for the first three months. The first three months, I was just doing some twitching. Then we got in contact with Tony. He showed interest. Uh, we talked about spots. You know, where can I come in? He had this vision about Kip, and uh, you know, because I think well, Tony knew who I was from WWE and, and what I've done. But I also, I think he saw the the last three months that I was twitching. So you know, doing the Twitch stuff and gaming. So I think. Well, his character idea for Miro came is from the twitching Miro. So that's why me and Kip started doing the thing. Uh, but then the, I had fun. The arcade match was absolute blast, you know, throwing arcades and beating people around. And it was an absolute blast. But then it just came to a time that it's time to move on because I just I just thought that this once again is going to limit my um, my growth. So. Um, we did the keep thing. I, I beat him up, made him punishment, made, punish him, and then I became the redeemer man. Because I once again I was looking for things, and I've always been a man who loves God. I trust God. I, I love him with all my heart. And now why let's incorporate that in some shape or form into wrestling? And that's how the redeemer was born. Was it a welcome change to be Miro finally instead of Rusev? yeah yeah it was my wife was like why are you using your real name blah 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 they're not going to be able to make a difference but i love my name and my full name is miroslav but miro is always like you know a short thing that everybody calls in bulgaria i love my name i love using my name i thought it was very easy for people to use and why would i want to go and use a fake name where i can just use my real one absolutely i love that well, what is the difference between working in AEW and the WWE? What are the differences? Um, the big differences. First, the creative thing. You know, we're just going to... Uh, there's no writers, right? We have only Tony who writes certain things. Uh, but on a day-to-day -day basis, you're pretty much in charge of your own writing. If you have a promo, yeah, Tony may have a suggestion. What do you say? But usually it's going to be on you, whatever you want to say. Uh, the matches, yeah, we have agents or producers or uh, coaches, as we call them, but they're not going to be on every match, and they're not as hands-on, just like WWE is. It's not going to tell you, oh, they're going to dive in their last match, so you can't do dives before that. It's not going to be like, it's the control level, it's all about peer-to-peer. -peer. There's not going to be a middleman, there's not going to be a, a man on top that tells you what you can or you cannot do, because I had... Times when Vince tell me, don't smile, don't look at the people, don't raise your hands, don't do this. Like these people, uh, Tony Khan is not going to do this, man. He's a big wrestling fan and he wants to see good wrestling matches. And and the styles, you can tell the style, if it's much different. If you watch WWE, it's kind of the same pattern, same matches, same storyline, same people. While in AEW, we're trying to be way different than that. Our matches are different. We have a lot more attitude era-ish. Um, 
you know, not just with the blood and the stuff, it's just the more attitude to it. And it's more adult oriented, if you will. Yeah, you guys have more freedom to do what you want to do. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely freedom. It's, it's the biggest thing. It's the freedom. And, it, and also, we don't, we don't travel 300 days in the road. We have one show a week and sometimes two, sometimes three, if we have pay-per-views or whatever, but, but those are only so often. So that's what I love the most, the opportunity of me resting my body uh, being home with my wife, going to work, doing my best, and then go home and rest again. And that's that's how business, and talking about, I think Tony was talking about off seasons as well and all that. He's just the way different thinking. It's not just the old carny thing, which I think a lot of wrestling promoters are just carny, like this old carny vibe. They're all trying to do is screw you over. Well, I, I don't think Tony's like that. I think Tony is a businessman first. He owns quite a few successful uh, businesses and, and and franchise sports franchises and that's how he operates it and i'm all on board for it mm. well you become tnt champion defeating darby allen and you adopt being god's favorite champion the redeemer is this your favorite character you've played at this point in pro wrestling oh absolutely man i love the redeemer the redeemer because it hits so close to home um and, Part and of you. yeah it's just it's just me just who i am it's um I mean, it's not like I'm not Bulgarian or Russian. I do both. I love both. But I think it was a lot more, I don't know, it's just different. A lot more gimmicky it was back in there. Now it feels like a lot more real. I feel maybe I'm just better. Well, not maybe. I know I'm better now. I feel like I, like it took me 10 or 12 years to finally get it. Um, I think I'm way better now compared to WWE days. I think my work is better. My attitude is better. Everything is just better. Um and I think it just takes everything to click in together because you can be you can be one character, but if your work doesn't match that, it doesn't matter what the character is. It's like Kurt. If you think if you just watch Kurt doing backstage funny stuff, you think that's a hell of a funny guy. But if you never see him in the ring, you don't know how much of an ass kicker he is, right? And uh, and that's why you have to support one with the other. If you're gonna be funny, you better bring that to support so people take you serious. So I feel like in WWE, I did that mistake while the Rusev Day thing, I kind of felt a little bit softer. And now finally in AEW, I'm able to pick up their meaningless back and just beat people up. It's not only the beating people up, it's the promos that are unbelievable. What you're bringing to the table now too. I mean, yeah. goosebump promos, the, some of the stuff you've done pre-tape wise with the music. It's yeah. just been so impressive. And that's next level than what you were ever doing with Russo. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I love doing these promos. It's, it's, uh, once again, it's easier to find when you have something to draw when it's real. And it's, we all have these problems with God. I'm not, and when I do these promos, I'm not cursing Jesus or my God or anything. This is just fictionary God. But I feel like a lot of people can connect with that. You know, we all have troubles at home and, and we blame God and we run away from Him or to Him, whatever the thing is. And I feel like people can connect with that as well. And, and if you don't, then you're just going to watch me kick somebody's ass real hard. <laughs> All right, Mira, one last question. How good of a match you think you and I would have had? Oh, man. Kurt, this is my dream, man. You're just teasing me. I do. <laughs> I, I, I've studied you for so long. I know all your maneuvers. And I even I do a little tribute to you when I stamp somebody, when I do my little spin, I'm jumping on one leg every time. That's why you do it. <laughs> of course, I do that just for you, man, because you're my guy. And I feel like you would have been just an amazing. If I would have kept up with you, I told you that. Like, I'm not a huge New Japan guy, but what turned me to them? was you and, uh, what's his name, Tiger, 
Nagata. Yes. Uh, was it Nagata? No, uh, Nagata. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nagata. Yes, that's the match. That's the match that turned me. And I was like, whoa, what is this, man? You guys just, well, you were just a killer. Like, you, you could not get blown up. You were just kicking ass. And it was just like such a like physical fight. It didn't look like a phony wrestling bullshit, right. which I'm not saying that you guys were stiffing each other hard as well, but it was just stiffing each other a little bit. Yeah. 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 But it was just, it looked like so real. It looks like a competition. It did not look like, hey, let's tell a story of something. It was stories, right? But it was just a competition, man. And I love your work. And uh, I always wanted to work like you. I never will be. I never, because you're one of the greatest of all time. Um, you're, you're up there, brother. No, 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 no. I'm just, I, I said it to everybody, Kurt. I'm just good at what I do. I'm not, I'm not a great professional. I don't know how to do take locks and all these kind of stuff, chain wrestling. That's not what I do. I do, I beat people up. I'm aggressive. I'm mean. And I'm going to get these people to cheer or boom. That's what I do. Everything else is just not for me. <laughs> well, listen, I want to thank you for coming on the Kurt Angle show. I really do appreciate it, man. I want to wish you the best of luck in AEW, and I love you, brother. Thank you, Kurt. I love you, you too. Thanks for being such a great inspiration, not just to me, but for so many other people. And uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing you as soon as I as soon as possible, because I can I can hug you and kiss your pretty face. (laughs) And find out how he gets so jacked. Look at your arms; (laughs) it's unbelievable, bro. I'm blushing right now because of you. Oh well, (laughs) me too, kind of little bit. Look at this. (laughs) <laughs> thank you Kurt. all right brother thank, thank you mira you. appreciate you, it you're good to go man you can log off thank you so much for joining <laughs> us thank you guys appreciate your help uh, appreciate you the support and uh kurt if you need me you know where i am thank you brother i appreciate right. it Take yeah. care. see you paul see you buddy thank you wow kurt miro that was fantastic he did he was just talkative told great stories and man there's no denying what he thinks of you and how highly he he just really thinks of you man it was so cool i think highly of him too we both have a mutual respect and you know what there was a time in 2015 where i i didn't we had him long enough i didn't want to keep him longer but he went into vince's office and he suggested i was in tna at the time he said why don't you get kurt angle in here to wrestle me at wrestlemania I think he would be my perfect opponent. And uh, Vince said no at that particular time, unfortunately. But he's always been trying to work some kind of angle with me. It just never panned out. Hey, you know what I learned? He had no qualms going to Vince McMahon and talking to him whenever he didn't uh, yeah, agree yeah. or wanted he something. Some balls. You're I tell you what, buddy, he did. He had some balls for sure. Well, listen, let's get into it. I know you're grabbing for him. Let's get into the chicken snacks, Kurt. Here we go. Chicken snacks and snack smart crispy protein bites. One's chicken protein. The other one's plant protein. 11 different flavors. Go to physicallyfit.com. You're going to absolutely love them. The flavors are incredible. Awesome. And then also KurtAngleBrand.com. That's where they can find more Kurt Angle swag. Right, buddy? Yes, we have photographs. We have birthday cards. We have cowboy hats, uh, T-shirts, milk cartons. You name it, we have a cameo video messages. Go on to KurtAngleBrand.com and order whatever you want, and I will send it to you. There you go. And you want to check out WildcatBelt.com for that Kurt Angle American Hero Championship belt. Kurt, I got an email this week from a guy who's contacting Wildcat looking to purchase 
that belt that you're showing us right now oh, live on video do. yes uh right. he wants to join our exclusive group you can too there's four left so make sure you check out wildcat belts follow the kurt angle show on youtube at the angle pod and on twitter and instagram at the angle pod and you can follow kurt at real kurt angle on twitter and the real kurt angle on instagram kurt we're gonna wrap up because buddy your wife's going to be chasing you out of that office, right? The wives of wrestling. We got to put yeah, over that show podcast coming up right now. I'm actually, she's booting me out right now. I know so it. I, I can tell there's a run in. I can hear it. She's coming. So listen, we're going to wrap up the show this week. It was fantastic. We'll be back again next week for another fun show. Maybe another fun surprise, but this is Paul Bromwell on behalf of Kurt Angle. Thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Kurt Angle show. We'll see you again next week. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.